Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. Again and welcome, Grissom members, uh, family, and friends. Uh, this is the Fuel Podcast. I am Chief Nathan Parks, and as always, with me here in uh, now we've almost got like a studio going. It's getting uh, close. Yeah, it's getting closer. Is uh, Tech Sergeant Josh the Dream Weaver? So, Josh, how was your uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, I definitely ate too much. I yeah. wore jeans. That's a horrible decision to Thanksgiving <laughs> that was, dinner. That's tactical air. Yes. That's yeah. tactical Need, air. Sweatpants are needed. Yeah. So uh, I, I like to, if you've heard me talk about this is before, is uh, the average American gained seven pounds between Thanksgiving and Christmas or Thanksgiving and, and January 15th that they'll never lose. Like the average American over the age of 35. You sure? That, that seems like a low number. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the studies are anywhere between uh, five to 12 pounds. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's somewhere in there, but I definitely, I told someone the other day, as I said, I took the American version of COVID cause I got COVID and then gained 15 pounds. Like I had lost zero weight, I gained weight. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so that's the, the American version of that. So Thanksgiving, hopefully you get time to, to recharge. Hopefully uh, you guys got time to recharge and, and spend some time with family. And, uh, I tell you, man, there's, there's a lot of, crap and and just crappiness that uh that came with covid but some of the goodness that that came with it is i feel like we appreciate these gatherings a little bit more i feel like we appreciate uh the time that we get to spend with our family a little bit more and uh and the time that we get to spend with each other and and simple things like seeing each other's faces you and i talked is there's a lot of stores that were closed on thanksgiving that that usually aren't and yeah, I was I was a little surprised. I mean, you know, normally a Black Friday sales like six p.m. and my wife will be out the door. Yeah. Uh, nope, not this year. Yeah. Uh, almost everywhere uh, was closed on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and so I think some of that is just that uh, that valuing time and and putting a little more goodness back uh, from from the COVID piece. And so, um, if there's anything, I guess we can take away from it positive would be that. Uh, you know, we do enjoy spending time with each other. And, and so as we move forward and move into this December UTA, we hope that that's, uh, that's what you guys get to do. And one of the things that, that COVID also taught us is that, uh, we can be super flexible with what we do and still get the mission accomplished here and still get the job done. So I would encourage you guys to, uh, be creative, spend some time with each other, do something that you haven't done before and build some value into the team. Uh, we've got, Shoot, man, on on base, the the Airmen and Family Readiness Center has all kinds of programs that you can you can get your team together and go over and help somebody else out uh, from everything from the kids Christmas party to uh, toys for tots, the angel tree and go get your gang together, go get lunch somewhere and then stop by and everybody pick up your favorite toy or, or something like that and bring it back and donate it. I tell you, there's just a lot of value in taking care of each other. Uh, and a lot of uh, of a goodness that that comes with taking care of each other. This week, uh, or or this podcast is 
it's pretty neat. We, we introduced Colonel Kuhn. Uh, for those of you that don't know him, we're, we'll get to it better and to know him. He's the new vice commander here. He's not really new anymore, but, but you get to know him a little bit better with this one. But uh, it, we start having a conversation that's going one way. And then all of a sudden we all start talking about uh, the the services that are offered here on base and how us as leaders and us that are here, you know, quite a bit, we, we use those services all the time. And it kind of breaks, hopefully, that some of that stigma that, hey, if I ask for help, if I go get help, um, if I want help, then my career is shot. Because, I mean, you, you got the vice wing commander and, and you know, the our, our PA rep and our, our, you know, the command chief and and Colonel Pemberton will tell you the same thing. We're, we're all reaching out and uh, there's times where we all need need help. And uh, especially around these, this holiday season and, you know, we've. We've had a few suicides this year and uh, we've had some tragedy and everything. So really keep an eye out, keep, keep your head on a swivel. This is the holidays is one of my favorite times. I know Josh, you and I talked about, uh, we put our Christmas tree up, I think November 1st, which you thought was blasphemy. And, uh, the, the, I wasn't very happy that my Christmas tree went up Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we are, we are celebrate Christmas for at least a couple months. Now ours comes down like the day after Christmas, but as will mine. Yeah. <laughs> but I love, uh, the Christmas music. I love, I listen to it on the way to work. It's, it's playing in my office. It's, um, um, playing in our house. And so hopefully you guys are having some Christmas parties. You're having some Christmas gatherings. Even if you don't grab someone that you've uh, maybe wanted to get to know a little bit better out here and uh, go out to eat and, and celebrate and uh, be smart, be safe. And, uh, and, and hopefully you enjoy this little interview with uh, Colonel Kuhn, myself and, and Josh. All right, welcome uh, to our special guest. He's been here for a while now, but I uh, haven't had the chance to sit down. We've tried to have this conversation several times. Uh, welcome, Colonel Frederick Kuhn. So welcome, sir. Thanks, Chief. It's, it's good to be here. I'm glad we finally made this happen. Yeah, for sure. So I think first and foremost, what we need to do, because I've heard it pronounced a thousand times, is how do we pronounce your last name? It's Kuhn. Kuhn. So you don't want to yep. be called Kuhn or it's Kuhn. Yeah, I've, I've heard it a million different ways. Okay. Uh, my cousins don't even all agree, like all the different branches of my family. <laughs> That's okay. Um, also, uh, the the original German, we both spell it and pronounce it wrong. Um, so I, I will answer to almost every possible iteration, but uh, it's Kuhn. Okay, awesome. Kuhn. And so uh, it's a German background, a pretty strong family. Yeah, uh, German ties. Or you, you go back to Germany at all? And uh, I've been back. I haven't met my family uh, back there. There's still a few running around. I I think. Um, but yeah, my uh, grandparents on my father's side uh, immigrated, so I'm, I guess that's second generation. Yeah, on the one side. And then where did where are you from? Like where are you from originally? Like, where'd your fa- grandparents immigrate to? New Jersey. New Jersey. So you grew up there in New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, up through uh, up through high school, and then uh, did college there as well. Um, I didn't know they had colleges in New Jersey. That's, they they do. They have things, uh, things that we learned yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, just, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what college you go there to there in New Jersey? I went to Stevens Tech, which um, if you're not an engineer and you don't live on the East Coast, you probably never heard of. Yeah, never heard of it. Uh, it is the second oldest engineering school in the country after West Point. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that that's you have Stevens Tech, and then I'm trying to remember Colonel Pemberton's 
college he went to. Manchester. Manchester. It wasn't even, it was like it Manchester was in, University at the time. or I think it was Manchester College at uh, the time. Yeah. Now it's Manchester University. Yeah, so we've got some, uh, you, you guys up there at the top, you get some degrees that are uh, little out of the way colleges, which are, is awesome. Yeah. Well, I went to, uh, I went to grad school at, at USC, uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina, partially because I needed a football team to root for. <laughs> so that, that's one that I think probably, uh, yeah. people have heard of. Stevens tech doesn't have a big football team, huh? Uh, that- not since 1958. Okay. All right. Yeah. So played seven, man. played seven, man. <laughs> so, uh, how about your family? You, you tight with your family? You got a, a large family? Uh, not a huge family. So, um, turns my nuclear family. It's, it's me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, uh, brother and sister. She's got a uh, sister. We've got some brothers-in-law, some sisters-in-law, some cousins, a whole bunch of nieces and nephews. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, like we, we love being aunts and uncles. Yeah. Uh, we, we joke around like it's like you get to skip straight ahead to being grandparents. That's right. Without yeah, going through is. the trials and tribulations yeah. of having to be a parent. And be when you're free. way younger and way cooler, you know, you can do more <laughs> than anyway. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so any, uh, any family traditions, like as you know, you're in, we're in the holiday season now, any family traditions that you're like, this is kind of unique to us. I don't think so. No. You no. guys, will you guys have a big Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's, any of those big ones where your family gathers together? We do. So, uh, my dad was a reservist too. And, uh, you know, we don't always get holidays, mm-hmm. uh, being military, being reservist, uh, being an airline pilot. Um, so, uh, in terms of growing up, holidays were often displaced. I'm not sure I knew the exact date of yeah, what the number of holidays were. Uh, until I was, I was older and, um, now we, uh, we try not to travel over the actual holiday periods. Mm -hmm. So we'll do, we'll do something awesome for Thanksgiving in, uh, in DC, which is where a lot of our, our friends and and some nieces and nephews are. So we'll, we'll do that. And then I'll see my actual parents and, uh, sister and, and brother and whatnot some other day. Yeah. So DC, that's, that's your home right now. It will be next week. Yeah. Yeah. So closing on a house there and yeah. Uh, and and so gonna live in the downtown area. Yep. In, I guess that's uh, all there is for DC. In in Calorama, which is close to the center of DC, but uh uh yeah, nice nice neighborhood, a bunch of embassies and stuff in that area. We'll forward out your address to everyone if you're in DC you can stop. Yeah, in perfect. Say, come yeah, on, yeah, come on by. <laughs> yeah. What kind of hobbies you have? Like what do you, what do you like to do? So, uh, my wife, Ellen and I, we love, we love being outside. We love reading. Um, we've got a goal, family goal of one new national park and one new country every year. Oh, wow. So we love to travel. We love to get outside and and do stuff. And then, um, you'll hear nieces and nephews a lot. Uh, we love hanging out with them. Josh has got the same goal. It's just one new county. He's trying to get a new county every year. Can can confirm. Yep. Can, yes. Baby, baby steps, right? Yes. Like, he's he's, he's, he's working on the counties crazy. that he'll work yeah. on countries after that. So, um, so what do you what do you say you do uh, around here? Like, what is it that you do around here? Uh, so my uh, my message to all our airmen basically is like I I work for you. It's not always going to feel that way. I I promise that. 
but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm here to take some things off the commander's plate. I'm here to give the commander and the uh, leadership team a little bit of space and a little bit of capacity that they wouldn't otherwise have to get out there and meet our airmen, get to know our airmen, take care of our airmen, and um, allow the commander basically to be in two places at once. So your your actual title is the vice wing commander. Correct. But, uh, like this week, you've been the wing commander because right. Colonel Pemberton is out. So your your duties call upon you to to be a, a wing commander at times. So what uh, what got you to this point? Like, how'd you end up here? That's a great question. Uh, so I won't go too far back. Uh, well, no, I will. I'm going to go all the way back. All right. Uh, Little kid, four years old, first flight on an airplane, decided that this is what I wanted to be and do. I wanted to fly airplanes, see the world. And uh, that took me through high school. That took me through college, uh, uh, ROTC program, got me through my first few years of of active duty. And uh, somewhere around 28, 29 years old, I realized that making your life plan as a four-year-old may require some future updates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, um, the first year that I was off active duty and as a reservist, I, I took some steps back and thought about kind of what, what do I really want? In addition to flying airplanes, which is still pretty cool and I still enjoy it. Um, and I, I started doing some other stuff, uh, did some humanitarian work, did some engineering work, um, helped uh, one of my buddies start a small business. And, um, kind of what it always comes back to for me is like, it's all, it's all people and it's, it's staying engaged. It's continuing to learn. It's continuing to grow and finding a place where I can add some value that whoever else might take that role wouldn't, wouldn't add. So, um, as a reservist did some contingency response stuff, which is pretty cool. Like the CRG mission, um, made some made some debatable life choices that took me to DC full time. Um, I don't want to say it's a bad choice because it, it was in DC that I met Ellen. Um, and that's the best decision I've ever made in my whole life. Um, did a little bit of squadron command, uh, did a joint assignment. Most, almost all of this is a traditional reservist and then, uh, had an opportunity for, uh, for 06 and to look at some positions. And, uh, it came back to, again, like where's, the place where I can go, uh, make a difference, take care of airmen and, uh, utilize that, that skill set for the benefit of our, our people. Yeah. That's, it's so awesome. Like that, that four-year-old, was your dad a pilot? No. So, well, yes and no. Uh, my dad was a private pilot. He wanted to be a military pilot. And back in the day, if your, if your eyesight wasn't 2020, you couldn't go to flight school. And there was no LASIK. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, instead of being an air force officer, he was an army officer, did, uh, logistics was a infantryman and spent most of his career in, in basic training. Okay. And that, but it's interesting too, to me, like four years old, you make this decision and here you are a pilot right? and, and, and your civilian job, which we'll get into is being a pilot. Right. And. And so you, you've sustained this dream, but yet you went to school for engineering right? and not to be a pilot. Was that just a, Hey, I probably have better have a fallback plan here or. 
So, um, I don't know if I even knew that there were academic programs in aviation mm-hmm. when, when I applied for schools, but, uh, yeah, I, I have found, so my, uh, graduate degree is not engineering and, um, I also got a degree in history in, uh, undergrad. I found that the, the more things that, uh, that I learned, the, the, just the better prepared I am for, for everything. Um, and engineering is a really awesome background. It's a, it's a way of thinking. It's a decision-making and kind of thought organization process as much as it is any sort of technical skill set. So, so walk us through that decision-making. We have a yeah. lot of airmen that, that uh, are out there that maybe this is all they've known, just like what you were talking about is here's New Jersey. I didn't know that there was, you know, pilot programs or whatever out there. And uh, can you walk us through a little bit your decision on Grissom? Like why here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Colonel Pemberton and I have a uh, mutual, uh, mutual friend, mutual colleague then so that that helped in terms of uh something that i've learned when you're looking for jobs is the the job is good to know about but the person you're going to work for and the leadership team and the culture of the organization is more important uh so i was looking for a good leader to work with i was looking for a good team to join and i was looking for a um Th- those are the big things. Good leader, good team. Um, and it's pretty awesome for me to get to do a different mission set mm-hmm. than, than I did through most of my career. I was C-17, so I was airlifter. Um, contingency response, which is a little bit different. And um, get to really immerse myself in the air refueling and some of the special missions that uh, we have here is pretty awesome. So I'm going to uh, take you down the store. We could cut this yeah. out, I guess, if you want. But uh, um, your first UTA here, you say, all right, I'm going to Grissom. Hadn't been here. Yep. Right? So land in Indianapolis, get off the airplane. You know where this is going. I know this story, yep. You land, you get off the airplane, you grab your bag. Here you go. Walk right out. Grab, jump in an Uber, and you say, Grissom Air Reserve Base, please. Yep. And that that went well. <laughs> yeah. Getting here, getting here was fine. <laughs> it was not a problem at all. Uh, the problem was on the the other side, and um, I had the uh, the staff car available while I was here, so oh, I yeah. could get around. You know, um, when it was time to go home, there. I mean, there might be taxis here, but I couldn't find one. Yes. Uh, there may occasionally be Ubers here, but not, not on, on purpose. Any kind of day that, oh, yeah. that I found them to be available. So, yeah, the, the first time I was out here, I had to hitch a ride back with, with the boss uh, down to uh, the south end of Kokomo, where I was finally within some Uber <laughs> service area. So, yeah, any, any, anybody who rolls in here is like, oh, man, this is not the uh, level of infrastructure that I was prepared for. It was, it was I, comical to be there. Yeah, it was comical <laughs> to watch that unfold of like, I'll just catch an Uber back to the, the <laughs> airport. Like, yeah, all right. That's a great plan. Like, let's see what, what happens with that. So 
So you've been here about four months, uh, five months, maybe. Uh, end of June. So yeah. I'm not going to do public. And math. it's yeah, it's no reason to. And then it, it you had a few things in there that that you had to do and whatnot. But uh, what's your first impressions of Grissom? Uh, so great team. We talked about the location. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's a little bit more uh, out of the way than I was logistically prepared for the first time. But yeah, great, great team, great sense of mission, uh, great history and tradition. It's something I, I love about the the reserve and guard, the reserve components, you know, in, in general, you go to a base and there are people who are like, yeah, my grandfather flew that airplane. Yeah. My, my, my grandfather maintained that airplane. Like my, my grandparents helped help build this institution. They, you know, uh, Colonel Pierce promotion ceremony yeah. the other day. He's like, yeah, but uncle, uncle Bob, uh, did the plumbing for this building. It was his last project before yeah. he retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's just, that's just awesome. Right. That's, that's reserve units in general, but, uh, Grissom seems to have something a little, a little even more special. I think probably due to the, the remoteness. Um, it's a little bit harder for some, out of area TRs to, uh, to get here. And that, that builds that kind of sense of cohesion a little bit. And, uh, there's a lot of people that grow up in Indiana, leave Indiana and then come right on back. Yeah. Yeah. It draws you back. One is Josh, the dream weaver here. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting to me and it, it, I don't think it's ever lost on the command team that, uh, we have people from 32 States that drive past other reserve bases to come here to serve. Are you starting to feel that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. Right. I've, I've talked to a few people over the last couple of months. I've, I've been here who, who will list the bases they drive past mm-hmm. to get to a, a team and a unit that they love when they, they show up here. And that's just awesome. What is, uh, what's some of the goals that you have for, for here at Grissom? Maybe for us or, or maybe even for yourself, like what, what do you hope to accomplish here? Yeah. So um, for me, what I want is to uh, to know that there was something that I brought to this team that would not have been here um, if they filled my position with another qualified person. Mm-hmm. All right. There's plenty of people who are qualified to do this job. And I think I bring something a little bit different than than they do sometimes that's perspective right I, I spent some time in in dc so sometimes i can take things from the big dod or the big air force or the afrc level and, and put it in better context than uh somebody could if they'd spent their whole career in the unit level uh i think a little bit of perspective from some things i've done in the civilian world too and uh, most importantly i i try really hard to take the time and listen and you, you can't do what's right for people if you don't understand where they're coming from. And, um, that's a commitment that I made when I was a, uh, the first like real job in addition to flying I had in the air force as a, as a captain, I was a squadron scheduler and I made a promise to myself, uh, and to all our people, even though they didn't know it. Uh, cause I mostly meant to myself mm-hmm. that I was never going to be that guy who calls you and tells you you're the last person unless you really work. And that's, 
the sort of commitment that I try to continue to to live by is I'm I'm going to listen, I'm going to try and understand, and I'm going to do my best to to do what's right, even if that means, uh, you know, saving 20 minutes from a staff meeting cost me an extra three hours. Yeah. It. We've we've thrown you right into that, right? Yeah, uh, we, uh, we thrown you <laughs> yeah. in. Uh, it was <laughs> there been a couple of 18, 19 hour days. Already. Yeah, so we we've thrown you right into that, and, and there's been some, um, you know, uh, I joke around when you walk back in the offices. You came back like that's great. <laughs> like the, the last guy quit. Like, it's not an easy decision yeah, every day. Yeah, <laughs> so, not gonna lie to you. Um, but but you've had to interact with some airmen that. Um, are hurting from a wound that, um, you know, maybe I heard this the other day, there's three types of wounds. And one is a wound that uh, is because something wasn't done. Yes. And I think we have airmen here that are like, well, this, you know, nobody asked me about this or nobody cared about this. Or no. The second type of wound is a wound because of something that was done. As you said this, you did this, it hurt me, you know. And then the third wound, which is probably the hardest to overcome, is the wound of comparing ourselves to someone else. Yes. And so we've kind of thrown you into the mix um, with, with, you know, asking about these wounds of, of uh, you know, and sometimes even having to make some uh, notifications and some statements that may create some of these wounds. And so... What do you want the the Grissom team to know about you when you're, you know, when you show up there, you've got a job to do or you just show up there? What should they know about you when they, they come in, when they're dealing with these wounds? Yeah, so good question. And uh, I, as I was trying to prepare and think about this, you know, it's always like, what? What do you what do you want to say, right? What message do you want to get out there? And um, one of the questions that comes up is like, "Well, what kind of leader are you?" Yeah. And everybody says the same thing. Everybody says, "I'm a servant leader." Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you what I mean when I say that, and maybe that'll help answer that question. What I mean when I say that is, I'm gonna take the time to listen. I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna be inclusive. I'm going to respect you and where you are coming from, and I'm going to do my absolute best to be compassionate. And I don't have to agree with you to be respectful and compassionate. I don't have to even understand you to be respectful and compassionate. I have had conversations here with airmen that I do not understand their perspective. And that's okay, because I respect it, and I'm going to treat them with respect and compassion. And how important do you think that is to... An airman that, you know, is maybe driving past a couple other bases or maybe they're just driving from Peru. I I can tell you it was important to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, when uh, we, uh, we've, we've talked about, you know, counseling or notification sessions, that kind of thing. I've been on the other side of that desk. Right. I wasn't yeah. perfect as a as a lieutenant. I wasn't yeah. perfect, perfect as a captain. Uh but I had some leaders who uh, looked at me, respected where I was coming from, acknowledged that I wasn't always going to be perfect, and gave me the the opportunity to grow and improve as a as a human being, as an airman. And I try to do the same thing because I, 
it, it wasn't that long ago in my mind, even though, uh, you know, you might look at my career narrative or whatever, and it might look like a long time ago to, uh, to you. It doesn't feel like that long ago to me. Yeah. I've been here a year. Um, and I will tell you, I, I look back at this year that I've been here and I'm like, man, I don't even understand my perspective <laughs> right? at, at some it's, of these things. And, it's a rough and year. Well, and I just, you know, the, the decisions I made and, and, and how you roll in and, 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 you know, it, it's you, when you're put in these positions, you have less and less time to get to know people. And before it's time to roll out uh, a piece yes. of discipline or, or a corrective action or something like that. And so one of the things I was just talking about in the hallway um, with one of our colonels is that they were talking about that have, was going to have to give some discipline to an airman. And I said, I always, there's always this negative piece to it, right? right. Is I'm going to, I'm going to hand out some discipline, but if you really think about it, you know, you're, you're someone you, you guys don't have children yet or anything. And it's like, but do you want to hang out with couples that have undisciplined children? Are those the couples you want to spend time with? Right. Are those the kids that you want to be around? Or do you want to be around those? And do those kids make great adults? Right. Or is it the people that are disciplined and that have had some corrective actions in those pieces? And it's one of the things that I've had the, the honor to get to watch with you is just how that cor corrective action, action comes from a spot of compassion and yes. a care for the direction that they're going. And, and in hopes that, hey, this works so that we can both maybe someday sit down and be like, hey, remember that time? Right. Man, what was I thinking? Right. You know, like, uh, and I look at that now, even with less than a year ago, you know, with those pieces. Yeah. I, so I, I think that a message that I've received in the past that I think is really powerful is, is how you treat the 1% is how you take care of the 99%. And sometimes that means, hey, uh, it, it sounds like you've got some stuff going on. Let's let's go walk over and talk to Aaron. Let, let me walk you over and talk to, to Amy Lou. Let's, let's, get, let's go talk to the chaplain. And, and I'm gonna drop you off and make sure you're in the right place. And sometimes it's, hey, you aren't meeting the standard. And 99% of our women are, if, I let this slide, I'm not taking care of them if I if, if I walk past this. Because what you walk past, you accept, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about about Aaron there and and, and our our support staff that we have here to to take care of us is is that something that you use? Yeah. Yep. And I, I think sometimes they uh, people see us pushing that and they're like, yeah, but you know, do they trust those people? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, um, I've had a few really good, uh, discussions with both our chaplains and, uh, the, you know, I'll, I'll be talking to them about their programs and it will turn into a, uh, you know what? Hey, let's just take five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I think with chaplain Campbell the other day, um, it was supposed to be a five minute meeting, right? Yeah. We, we were there to talk about his career. That's what I remember. This and, and I spent uh, 
I think it was 15 minutes. It might well have been 30. I think you had to pull me out of there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Uh, hey, let me, I, I'm just going to unload some stuff on you. Yeah. Um, you know, like we're, we're here to talk about uh, whether or not we're going to put you up for a uh, position vacancy promotion. Yeah. But you need to hear all of what's going on in my yeah, life before, first. Before we get to that, let me, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you my story. And the, the, the same thing with, uh, with Aaron and, uh, you know, um, thankfully I haven't had the opportunity to talk to Amy Little in her, uh, professional capacity as an individual yeah. need, but I've, I've had some awesome conversations with her too. And I, I absolutely would. And, uh, you know, she's just a great person to listen yeah. as well. So this, this holiday season we're in, You've got, you know, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's um, and, and, you know, kind of a, the wrap up of another year. You know, we, we thought that, hey, 2020, let's just get through 20 and we'll get to 21 and 21 will be so much better. Right. Right. And I, I think that's one thing I've not heard anyone say this year is let's just get to 22. It'll be, you know, <laughs> I think we've learned our lesson. I think people are like, let's get till tomorrow. Right. Let's get right. to tomorrow. But um, what's the message that you have for, for our leaders, for, um, for our airmen and stuff like that as we wrap up this year? You know, you, you, spend, you end up spending about half the year with this. What's the, what's the message that, that you would have for them? The, the message is thank you. We've, we've asked a lot. We've demanded a lot. Uh, and we've gotten back a lot. And we're probably going to continue to ask a lot. And we're going to expect a lot and, and we're going to get it and, and we don't say thank you enough. So thank you. I think that conversation about the helping agencies yeah. is one. So, and I, and just real quick, doesn't have to be on this. Um, but so like I've had, I've had a conversation with Aaron recently, like went to go see her. And even if it wasn't for me sitting down and talking with her, now I know Perfect example. Talk to two people this weekend that I would just like, hey, look, I'm I will sit here and listen all you want, but I'm not I'm not equipped to help you with this. However, mm -hmm. I, I know who is. Right. And that's why I, I just feel like supervisors should even if it's just like, hey, let's just sit down and BS yeah. for 15 yeah. minutes with with her or any of the other helping agencies so they know when somebody has a problem. Yeah. That they're not equipped to help them with. What's well, it? Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. it's that, it's the end of the conversation. You know, it's numerous times I'll be like, Aaron, I need to talk to you about someone or, Hey, I'm sending this person over to you. Let me give you the, the cliff notes version of, you know, what they're going through so that you're right. ready or whatever. And then it's like, she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got that. So how are you? Oh yeah. Always. And then I'm like, I'm good. Well, are you good? Like, like, are you, so that's how I ended up seeing her talking yeah. about something else. We're on the phone. She asked that question. I, you know, tell her a few things. She's like, I'm going to put you on my calendar. You, we come over yeah, and talk yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Like had nothing to do with what we were talking yeah. about at that time. And the thing is, is she doesn't get paid for the person. No. So she could have just very easily. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that was, uh, a, uh, Sergeant Rosco was in my office earlier and he was, he was talking about an, another individual of, Hey, what advice should I give in this situation or what direction I want to make sure I'm pointing people in the right direction and everything. And then he finishes up with, you doing all right, man? Yeah. Like we we're dealing with a lot right now. 
He does that very well too. We go, yeah, it's so just, and so I, and the thing is, is it's easy to trust them because number one, they've never given us a reason not to. Correct. And, And two, it's easy to go to them because it's, it's who they are. You know, I, I look at those people right. and, you know, it was the uh, when we, we hired Sergeant Moda to be a first sergeant. I'm like, whether we hire him into this position or not, he's still doing this job. Like, that's just right. who he is. Yeah. You know, it's it's who Aaron is, it, whether she has a title like this or if her title was that she was the CSS right. clerk. Right. Like, like she would she would still be doing this. Yeah. And it's right. and so that's what makes it so easy to do and and them so successful at it is because that's just who they are and, and it's man when you can get people it's the right people doing the right things and, and it just it, it it's so helpful it, and, it's so and helpful I think it, like you you both made a, a really good point right because su- there's a lot the supervisors can do yeah and uh i I had a conversation the other day where, you know, one of our, and I'm like, Hey, are you okay? No. Okay. Good. Now we can have the conversation we need to have. Are you, are you going to be okay? Do you like, do you have the support? Do you have a plan? Do you know where you're going from here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Uh, so you, you kind of dropped some balls on the the military side. Yeah. You, you, you didn't, you didn't do some things like, yep, I know. And, uh, I didn't understand why everybody was mad at me, uh, until I, somebody sat down with me. I'm like, Oh, Oh, that that I do. I I have to submit the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was not their intentions. Right. You know, we get down to their perspective and you're like, okay, yeah, I better understand. And like you, you asked about my perspective, right? And, and part of my perspective is I'm going to start with the assumption that everybody's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, and I, I think I'm right 99% of the time. Yeah. And that 1% of the time we'll deal with, right? Um, and it doesn't always look that way if you don't start with that perspective, yeah. right? Like didn't do your fitness test, didn't submit the uh, profile paperwork, didn't follow up yeah. with, with AMDS. Do, like, Hey, maybe there's something going on in your life yeah. that that that's why yeah. you're not not doing those things. And it turns out most of the time the answer is yes. Yeah. And what can I do? I can be like, well, hey, uh, you you got 30 days. Is that enough? Or do we do we need to do something else for you? Like, let me point you towards some resources. Yeah. But right? you never find that out unless you ask a question instead of that's why like. paperwork with me right is always 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 at least an hour conversation because there's something else yeah going on always always something else going on and so i mean like even to sit down and like hey before we even get into this let's talk like what happened to get here right and there's always something going on and then if you have seen those other people in the helping agencies Now you know where to send someone. Basically, I had a really good UTA, so sorry if I'm rambling on, but it was like the first time that I actually felt like even though everything that we were supposed to get done got done, but even if it didn't get done because we're able to talk and get people, you know, any sort of, even if it's just someone to listen to, 
this is the first time in at least a year that I've felt like, you know, I'm, I'm driving home and I'm just like, I feel good about this week. There's value in it, right? There's, yeah. there's value in it. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is um, it's taking care of people and taking care of, uh, you know, that I love Simon Sinek talks about this all the time. And he's like, there's a whole section in the library. If you go to the library, there's a whole section on self-help. Why isn't there a, help, a section on helping others? Because that section of helping others is really what helps you get through depression, hard times, to add value to your life, to add value to your career. I mean, it, you go home at the end of that that uh, UTA and you say, man, I crushed a lot of souls and whatnot, but <laughs> guess what? Guess what, man? My day was good. No, it's you go home and when it's a good time, it's, man, I, I was able to help this person realize this piece. Uh, you, you were up here the day that, the uh, the airman came up that he had just got his citizenship yep. on yes on Tuesday or whatnot and it and he he stopped by my office and he was so excited to tell me this and and I got so excited and I'm like hey why did you why did, did you just come over here just to tell me this and he goes yeah because when I was looking for the right office to to file my paperwork you stopped what you were doing and helped me find the right office and made sure that those people were the right people for it. And I'm like, well, that, so that's, shouldn't we all do that? Like, should right. we? but it was, it was that, that I went home that night and I was telling my kids about it. And I'm like, but then it was, we found another person that was trying to go through that process yep. and was able to link those two up. And it's like the value of helping other people is probably the most, it's a pun or whatever you want to call it, undervalued, Thing, opportunity that we have here is the value of, of helping other people. You want more value in your job, help other people do a good job. You want more value in which you help other people get to where their goals are at. You know, and it's that's where at the end of our career, we look at this and we say, okay, how is my career? Well, it's going to be all the people that you helped, not, hey, well, I got to this position was the pinnacle of my career. Well, how many people did you help? Not you're not going to look back and be like, I stepped on this many heads and hands to get to this point. It's these are all the people that I was able to help because of the, those opportunities. Yeah. And I, I look at our our core values. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talk about service before self. And what I think that means is small s service. Right. Yeah. It's not putting the Air Force before yourself. Right. It's putting others before yourself serving it's a sense of being a servant yeah. yeah that's good that's real good all right i don't know how we got in that uh that was my fault sorry yeah uh, that's cool. but that's good. now here we go all right let's play uh we'll do this and that and then we'll do uh favorites because i got some good this and okay. that that i really yeah. want you let's do it. and at the very end i'm just going to prep you uh the end how we end all of these is we talk about what we're loving yeah. It could be anything. It could be anything from, hey, I got some new glasses to I got these new shoes or whatever you want to be the weather, whatever. It's whatever you're loving right now, the thing that you're you're most excited about in your life. But we'll talk about that at the end. So this or that. Uh, here we go. Uh, soda or tea? Tea. Sweet or unsweet? Unsweet. Okay. Uh, and it wouldn't let me put unsweet in there. It said unsweetened. Like it, <laughs> uh, unsweet I'm like, if I've been saying that wrong all my whole life, but it's unsweetened. Well, if you're so, in the South, it's unsweet. Yeah. 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 If I said that Anywhere somewhere, else they would it might be, like, be unsweetened. Mm, whatever. Yeah. So uh, do you prefer seconds or dessert? Seconds, usually. All right. Ninjas drives, are, it drives Ellen nuts because yeah. she's, she's a beggar. 
And I realized that I must have been hungry when I did this because like every other one's a food one. So <laughs> I'm, I'm getting Yeah, get ready for that. Yeah, that's part of me being a fat kid. So uh, ninjas or pirates? Pirates. Oh, okay. tough one. That is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, city or country? City most of the time. Okay. Well, it, it depends, but city. All right. Salsa or queso? Queso. All right. History or art? History. Steak or pasta? Pasta. Uh, iOS or Android? iOS. I'm switching soon and I couldn't be more excited yeah, about it. I get that in Android for a while and man, I'm tired of it. I get, yeah. So yeah. tired. It just, yeah. It was I, great almost like I don't want to text you because it's green. It's like yeah. it uh, offends me almost that your, your stuff is green on there. So when, when I can't wait new, for you to turn it. blue. And uh, the, as iOS and Android have progressed, I, yeah. I'm ready right. to go back. We digress. That was, yeah. that was not a promotion for anyone in particular. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. this is not the official position of the United yeah. States, nope. the Department of Defense, no. or the uh, United yeah. States government. He puts that at the beginning. So two uh, percent or whole milk? Whole milk. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Bacon or sausage? Yes. <laughs> uh, which one bacon or sausage hey man i make enough money i can have both <laughs> okay all right all right <laughs> if you force me i'm gonna take bacon all right uh <laughs> shows or movies movies forester beach oh tough call i want to pick both but uh i'll i'll, I'll take the forest okay alone or in a crowd alone spring or fall spring Cardio or weights? Both again, but uh, weights. And here's the most important one. Cheeseburger or tacos? Man, you can't. You can't make a choice. That's an impossible choice. <laughs> Cheeseburger or tacos? tacos. This is This splits tacos. our house. My home is divided over this. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Cheeseburger tacos. There you go. There you go. There They're you go. Classic Americana uh, food. I get an appetizer taco with a cheeseburger <laughs> chaser. All right. All right. So, let's play another one. We've never played this with anyone, but uh, um, let's do a thing called favorites. Is I'm going to okay. list something. You tell me what your favorite is of those things. We'll start out simple and then maybe we'll work our way into something a little more difficult. All right. Um, color. I don't know. You don't know your favorite color? I don't. I would say like I, silver or gray is because you're promoting a lot of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, playing along at home and you can't see, it's got a lot so of gray let's, hair. So let's go with orange. <laughs> orange? Yeah. Oh, rescue, wow. Rescue orange. Okay. Really? Yeah. Is there a reason behind that? There is. There is. Yeah. So um, it is the color of doing aggressive things that involve a significant amount of risk. Uh with an element of safety. Wow. So it's, it's, um, I actually had a good answer for this. You did. Yeah. You did. Um, yeah. Man. All right. Wow. That makes kind of the rest of these. Huh? <laughs> All right. Your favorite drink. I should have a good answer here. I don't. Martini, chicken, not stirred. Stirred, not shaken. I, I love I love good old fashioned. Okay. When I'm, when I'm having a cocktail. All right. Yeah. Favorite food? Pizza. New York style. Now I don't know. Favorite movie. Princess Bride. Oh really? All right. I uh did a 
a wedding, officiated a wedding uh, last month and I started with marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was. Excellent. So, um, uh, favorite music artist? Uh, Jason Isbell. Favorite song? Uh, we were vampires. If we were vampires. Favorite sports team? I'm going to go with the uh, USC Gamecocks. Favorite command chief? I was hoping you would just name someone else as quickly as possible. Just to, yeah. And I was going to just move on from it. Oh, man. But, that was, this I, just I, got I was really awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I'm so, looking right at you. Yeah, that's so, fine. GP is fine. I'll, I'll yeah, go with that. I, I, I tell you, what, I've, I've been I've been blessed with great command chiefs uh, at the the squadron group and and wing level everywhere I've been. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate you saying that, especially since I'm in the room. Yeah, uh, I'm favorite, not going to lie to your face yeah, in this favorite, particular instance. <laughs> favorite thing you own? Favorite thing I own? Uh, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I'm not well, sure. You're, you're about to move, so you're going to figure that out real quick. Yeah, because <laughs> there'll you be something what? that you're like, uh, nobody as, else is going to move. As this. of like two weeks ago, I own a home, so that's my yeah. Okay. All right. I that's that's new for me. I haven't owned a place to live since uh, like 2010. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, favorite piece of art. Um, Ellen's Ellen's got one that uh, that she bought. It's uh, it's simple. It's just a DC flag, but. Uh, love that it's kind of like that's our place that's where we met mm-hmm. um and it's just a real pretty piece of art favorite job this one and and i hope that's always true yeah. right it's like when you talk to pilots what's your favorite airplane it's the one i'm flying right now well that was my next question yeah favorite airplane yep what are you flying right now kc-135 and 737 okay. i got two favorites so if we go to the KC forty six, then wouldn't you be? That will probably be my new favorite. Yeah. So, um, favorite quote. You said you weren't going to ask this because I, I like, decided. I, I love it. it. I love it. Um, I'm not going to get it 100 percent right, um, but there's a quote from uh, Field Marshal Slim, who was a World War II British uh, leader in the the China Burma India theater, and uh, he said. Something along the lines of it's 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 good for the morale of of your men to occasionally see a, a dead general. And what I, I take from that is uh, is a couple of things. One, your leaders should assume risk and they should assume risk on behalf of the force. And two, uh, we aren't always going to get it right. And sometimes that's going to hurt. And and when it hurts, it should hurt the leaders as much as uh the people they're leading at least. And if we can make it hurt more, uh, we'd rather take more of the hurt and and pass on more of the good. Favorite place on earth? Home. Home. Where wherever wherever my wife is. Um favorite thing to do. So uh spending time with my wife, spending time with my my nieces and nephews. And uh, getting outside, whether it's in nature or uh, or on the water. And then last, what are you loving? 
Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the cheesy answer, like, and then I'm gonna give you another answer. So the cheesy answer is I'm I'm loving Grissom. I'm loving this team. I'm loving this this place. I'm loving this this sense of mission, and sense of unity, and the cohesion we have, and the, uh, the the leaders that I get to work with, and like at at every level, right? Like our airmen are our leaders, our NCOs are leaders, uh, our commanders are leaders, all, all up and down the chain. Um, and then uh, I've got a, a, a good one to throw out. There's a uh, audio book I just finished. Recommended it to Colonel Pemberton the other day. Malcolm Gladwell, the Bomber Mafia. Okay. And uh, I, I like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. One of my favorite favorite artists ever. He or authors ever. Yeah. So what he he looks at is uh, prior to the uh, inception of the Air Force of the Independent Service, the airmen that that led our force through World War II, and how their ideas about strategic bombing developed. And then how they handled the hard questions that uh, that came about when. So what they wanted to do, uh, the the idea of the bomber mafia was high altitude precision bombing, to make war shorter and less destructive by hitting the key points. Exactly the sort of thing that we've been able to do in more recent conflicts as the technology progressed. Uh, so it was an idea ahead of their time. And then when that didn't work, when they discovered the jet stream over Japan, which nobody had even theoretically predicted, and they couldn't get bombs within miles of their targets, uh, what do you do? And then uh, in, in comes Curtis LeMay, you know, one of the most storied combat commanders of that war, problem solver. Not a not a big intellectual, yeah. You know, nobody uh, really accused. Some most people to yeah. describe me, yeah. Nobody's not a big intellectual, yeah. That's why you shake your head, yes, Josh. I'm not. Yes, <laughs> nobody's accusing Lemay of being a uh, um, a philosopher, right? Um, and uh, that's what led to the firebomb in Japan, the use of napalm, and uh, he. When, when he talks about it, he also wanted to make war less terrible. And he wanted to make it less terrible by making it shorter, which means making it more terrible in the short term. So it was just a beautiful, like, stepping outside of the current moment mm -hmm. and looking at really hard ethical and moral decisions and how some of the leaders in our, our past did that. And, uh, you know, that part of the conclusion is... Uh, I don't know if there's any right way. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. So I, I love that. It's really good. If you do the audio book version with a, which I highly recommend, it's got a bunch of archival footage. Yeah. It's got archival footage of LeMay, uh, general, uh, general Hansel. Yeah. Um, it's got some, uh, audio of, uh, David Goldfein and, uh, some of the other, it's awesome. Uh, more modern leaders. It's, it's great. His, he wrote my favorite book is talking to strangers. But uh, I would say what I'm loving right now is uh, I'm getting ready to um, to head and and do a couple speaking engagements. I love that uh, that's back open uh, yes. with COVID. And I'm also listening to um, You Are Worth It by Kyle Carpenter, a Marine that was was blown up. And and I would tell you that it's it's a phenomenal book. And especially it's it goes to uh, if you've ever been said, and you know, someone's told you, thank you for your service and you don't know what to say. 
it, it adds a whole new element of telling people you are worth it. And I've been trying it and it's, it's great. It, it changes people's, um, it, it, it makes you appreciate their statement more as well right. as them appreciate your service more. It, I, I've been trying to do the same thing. I don't always yeah. remember, Yeah, but it, it does. It, it makes them pause, right? Yeah. Cause it like our, our service is not about us. Yeah. So it's gotta be about them. Yep. So Josh, what are you loving? Oh, put me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me this. know. I, I've got to do this. I've... That's all right. I kind of figured you were going to do that. So I would already thought about it. And this uh, is a shout out for Doug, because what I'm loving right now is that Purdue won last night and okay. Kentucky lost. Oh, and I feel go. like there's going to be a whole lot more of that through the entire basketball <laughs> <Yes>. season. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy this while I can, because it's not often that Purdue's yeah. better than Kentucky. So there it is. That's good. Awesome. Well, sir, we appreciate uh, you coming on here and you talking with us. Uh, appreciate your insight. Um, most people don't get to see this, but uh, I appreciate your sarcasm and, and the <laughs> jokes and, and being able to have fun up there in the front office when sometimes the situations we're in are not fun. Uh, right. But understanding that we're working with great men and women and seeing your passion and and knowing that everything you said here uh, was the truth and that I didn't didn't have to say, hey, let's edit that out. Right. And so, um, sir, we appreciate you. Uh, welcome to Grissom, I guess. Thank you. And uh, and thanks for being here. Thanks. You're worth it. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed that. I love real conversations. And that's one thing that, that uh, we feel like that this podcast is doing is getting you guys a better look at at who we are as leaders and seeing that we struggle just like you guys struggle. Uh, and it's OK. It's sometimes I think Colonel Hune says it best is uh, sometimes it's OK when you, you ask somebody, hey, are you OK? And they're like, no, I'm not. That's OK. Like, can we get you the help that that we need? How do we get you there? Can we walk with you? I I, I tell this to people all the time. I just said it last night to a guy that that uh, told me he was getting ready to go go. Or he was going through a divorce, and I said, "Man, I can't tell you a lot about life, and there's no real guarantees, but but I can guarantee you this, and I can tell you this is we're not meant to do this alone. This is a team sport." This is a team effort. And I know a lot of times when it comes from leaders and, hey, that we care about you, we want to take care of you and, and all this stuff, it just sounds like a cheesy, just kind of BS. And and I want you to see that that we are real individuals that really care about you, that really care about your well-being, um, that we take these decisions that we have to make very seriously. Uh, and it, it weighs on us. It's been a stressful time up in the the, the front office with, with all the COVID vaccine stuff, the, the suicide. Man, that hit us so hard. It, it hit us hard. And, and to know that our people are hurting um, and we hurt and, and it's just, we love the resources that are here to where when we're hurting or whether you're hurting is we can walk through this together and we can get each other the help that we need and, uh, and, and continue down this great journey that, that we're all on. So, and I, I hope that December UTA is phenomenal for you. I hope this puts a cap on the year that you're like, hey, this is the best UTA we've had all year. And that uh, we start looking forward to uh, 2022. I think we kind of learned a lesson back in 2019 where we're like, well, or 2020, where we're like, hey, 2021 gets here. Things are going to be different. Yeah, that's so my year. Nobody, mm -hmm. yeah, nobody, nobody's really talking about 2022 right now. We're all quietly trying to, to hope that it uh, we don't jinx ourselves. But let's look forward to it. And, and we got a 
lot on the plate. You should have a lot going on in your area, whether it's it's parties, whether it's uh, uh, getting the mission done. And there's a lot of DNTF uh, members that are out there right there, the development and training flight. They should be in your your areas, this, this UTA. Um, Sergeant Saunders is doing a great job with them. If you see them out running around the base, stop and say hi and and introduce yourself. Those are our, our next next generation warriors. But it really embrace each other, check each other out, uh, make sure that we're doing all right. Spend a little extra time with each other. Don't be so quick to to sign out and just get away from everybody or or anything like that. Is is spending a little extra time. Um, this quarterly awards are are coming due, so. Uh, you know, if you've done something, maybe remind that supervisor, hey, hey, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but I was pretty awesome this quarter. And and this is let me let me help you out with this and give them some great bullets. Annual awards are coming up. Uh, all those those dates are out there. You start thinking about if uh, you're looking for a step promotion or anything like that. Now's the time to really start working on that. But for truly from from our heart to to yours from uh, man, we are we are thankful for what you guys have accomplished this year with all of the adversity that is uh, that has hit us we are uh, are proud that you guys continue to show up here on a volunteer basis and and, and come out here and serve at Grissom and man I I tell you this is a, a a great time of year around here the the leaves I think have all fallen now but uh, it's a b- beautiful time out here the sunrises and sunsets are are gorgeous and uh, take a moment and stop slow down a little bit this UTA and just be uh, grateful for, for what we have here. So we look forward to getting out there and seeing you guys and have a great UTA.